Hey, everybody, and welcome to next episode of Cult Faves, a podcast about cults. I forgot what I was saying for a second. <laughs> I was like, wait, what are we? Cult Faves. <laughs> you want to do it over? <laughs> no, I want to keep it because okay. I feel like the past week, for some reason, the past week feels like like six weeks. It does feel like six weeks. Yeah. You know, that's Cher Martinetti and this is Gwen Bond. <laughs> if you don't know who I am by now, fix your life. Well, it might be their first. It might be their first first okay, episode. Okay, fair enough. But like, why are you starting here? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they were in the cult we're going to discuss today. Oh, my God. I hope not. This is a bad one. How was your week? How's your week been so far? I feel like it's just been really slow and long. Mm. I feel like I, I got cursed by Satanists. <laughs> I think... <laughs> yeah, because of your tooth. Because of my tooth <laughs> and because Sally got attacked by a neighbor dog yesterday. I like just came what from happened? the vet. Actually, if you hear someone chewing, it's because I I'm, I'm feel so bad for her. I'm letting her stay in the room and she's chewing her bone. Uh, we have these terrible neighbors and I think mm-hmm. I can tell you one fact about them that will get across how awful, like, kind of rednecks they are. Um, They have a hand-carved totem pole in their front yard, and, of course, none of them are native in any way, shape, or form. Um, Fantastic. (laughs) They live three doors down. They have these two little dogs that they let run around. They almost caused they caused Izzy to get hit by a car once and almost, like, get run over and go on an expedition throughout downtown. And yesterday I was walking Sally and this dog ran up to us and kind of mauled me lately and Sally and I thought she was okay. But then last Mm -hmm. night she was sad and so we decided to take her to the vet and it turns out she has a big hole in her side. And uh, we have how big a hole? It's like dime sized, but you know, like it's a hole, like the dog ripped into her. And so we're basically doing like antibiotics and stuff and hoping that she doesn't have to have surgery if it gets infected oh my god i know so did you say something to these neighbors oh i've written quite the letter with a copy of the bill to be delivered <laughs> this afternoon but we've oh. we've called animal control on them before so really yes and what like nothing i mean they will shape up for a while but they even have a fenced in yard and they're too lazy to put the dogs in it <laughs> it's just that's insane it really is insane so that's my week. So that's my week so far. I turned in my book, though. So yay. <laughs> um, my week is not that. I have nothing to report. It just feels like a very long week. And it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. Yeah, it feels like it's been eight Wednesdays, though. It, so that's all I got for you. It does. It does. Hopefully the rest of the week will be like calm. And next week's a holiday. For- yeah, well, this weekend and Monday. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, on that note, (laughs) maybe it feels like it's been uh, so long because it's like, it's so disgustingly hot and humid outside Uh. that, yeah, like I legitimately cannot breathe right because I have asthma Mm -hmm. and like it's so bad that I can't be outside for more than like three minutes. So my dogs are getting the shortest walks ever. I can't really walk them far. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like I'm sweating from doing nothing. Like I open the front door and then like I get sweat. Like, I hate it. Back. It's really disgusting. I hate that. Um, but anyway, let's um, let's talk about a cult. Let's talk about a cult. What did you? What have you got for us this week? I mean, to be honest with you, I actually had like so many things this week <laughs> that I couldn't decide 
where to go first. <laughs> so I have one that I actually just found and stumbled upon last night mm-hmm. that when I found the name of it or this person and then I started like doing research, there's so much there yeah. that I hit like the mother load that I was like, <laughs> all right, this is going to have to be like in a couple of weeks because yeah. I need to take all this in. Time to delve. Not to say that the <laughs> one we're going to talk about is like a small cult. This is a pretty yeah. fucking big one too. <laughs> The difference is I have actually uh, seen a couple documentaries on this call. I've read some stuff on this call. I've, and I think most of us have a passing familiarity with this cult. Mm-hmm. A cult that is frighteningly still in existence. They just have a, a new name. So they basically rebranded themselves. Um, and I think now they're run by a woman. Oh, really? Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. But we're going to start with the first iteration. This might have to be a two-parter. Let's do it. We're going to start with the <laughs> with its origin story. And one of the things, before I get into that, that fascinates me so much about this cult is that a couple of celebrities have were actually raised in this cult, which is kind of intense. Um, and I think in the instance of one of those celebrities, I think it explains a lot because... Uh, it explains a lot. So, so who are so who are they? So the celebrities that were raised in this cult are Jaquin Phoenix ah. and River Phoenix, and his siblings, and Rose McGowan. Oh yeah, okay. And I think in the instance, and and Jaquin Phoenix has gone on record to say that like he never remembered anything. Like he didn't have any bad memories of it. He was pretty young when his parents left the cult, but. He and his siblings were born in it. And according to him, um, his parents left when they started sensing something was like not right. So when he was raised and born into this cult, um, this was kind of in its beginning. So this is the children of God. So a lot of people probably recognize the name of that cult. Uh, if you don't, well, you're going to learn about it right now. <laughs> Essentially, the Children of God started as this uh, kind of like a hippie Christian movement. That was their original thing. Um, and it started in California. Of course. <laughs> in 1968. Right. Because if there's anything that California is good for... Besides earthquakes and droughts. And murders. <laughs> Serial killers. It's cults. <laughs> it's cults. Uh, so this was around the time when, like, the Manson family murders happened. And this is when the crime rate started to escalate and everything in California. Um, so the founder is this man, was this man named David Berg. And he had this message. He pitched it as a, which was very on brand for the hippie movement of the, in the counterculture movement of the late 60s of a very spiritual uh, message and he had a, he was all about revolution and happiness. And um, he preached to himself an old world concept of Christianity, Mm. which somehow equated to a lot of sex. (laughs) So this, yeah. So it was a very, it was a very sex positive and I don't. I don't want to say sex positive. I love how it was a, she was doing square scare quotes with her fingers. Yeah, I wouldn't say sex positive. It was a very uh, sex based cult. Mm. Um, so attractive hippie Christian hippies. So I mean, it 
Yeah, so he first, of course, went toward, you know, was preaching this whole free love thing and all about, you know, the revolution and happiness. So before it became called Children of God, it was first called Teens for Christ and then became like the Children of God. And that's when it got like really uh, infamous and notorious and because of the reputation that it earned as the children of god it renamed itself as the family of love and now then it became known as the family and now it currently functions as the family international and it is run by a woman it's run by a woman named karen zorby but let's get back to the origins so in the late 60s um you know david berg started this group and uh they started at Huntington Beach and they, he basically, like all cult leaders, at some point started believing in like natural disasters, which seems to be a very big thing with a lot of cult leaders. They think some type of apocalypse or some major thing is going to happen. So they, he believed that a, a huge giant earthquake was going to hit California and the entire state was going to crumble into the sea, which to be fair. Yeah. It probably is going to happen one day because, <laughs> <laughs> as most people know, California is on a giant-ass fault. So it could happen, yeah, but not anytime soon. So he had a following at this point, and he decided at this point that they were going to relocate. So they started to kind of like become a caravan of hippies, this hippie Christian cult. And they kind of like hung out in the southwestern states for a while, preaching their religion. And now this is when they stopped being called um, the Teens for Christ and or Teens for Jesus, whatever they were yeah. called. And the uh, yeah, Teens for Christ. And this is when they started calling themselves the Children of God. Now, initially, when they were Teens for Christ, they were, again, just a bunch of hippie Christians, they had a double-decker bus. They had, like, the funky 70s writing on it. They, like, looked like a touring jam band, basically. And they were all young. They were all probably in their 20s and, and maybe, like, early 30s. Um, but then they changed their name to Children of God. And then they ended up relocating and moving to Mexico. Mm. So <clears throat> because of the group did have this base in uh they started in a hippie counterculture and free love was really a big deal at the time. And they all believed in that in the late 60s. That was one of their main beliefs was still in free love. But you couldn't just have sex with anyone you wanted. Um, Berg, who was the leader, believed that God loved sex because it was beautiful and Satan hated sex because it was beautiful. So if you were having a ton of sex with a ton of people, you were pleasing God. And he also thought, believed that God wanted men to be polygamists. Oh. So he, of uh, course, mm. right, of course, got a second wife. Of course. Right. So then, like, then, and if you, like, Google image search, it's actually very fucking disturbing. You're going to find a lot of pictures of basically a bunch of people laying naked in bed because they're having orgies and stuff. So they believed that masturbation was a gift from God. Like I said, they were very it's, sex was a very big thing. It's the eyes wide um, shut. It's eyes wide shut, but with hippies, right? And that uh, you could you could and should do masturbate wherever, whatever you wanted. It didn't matter. 
in order to stay close to God, they were encouraged to think about having sex with Jesus when they masturbated. What? Yep. Hold the phone. What? what? So Berg, <clears throat> Berg even would give them really specific things to say that would, quote unquote, turn Jesus on. Oh, that is so twisted. So they would say, he would say stuff like, he would tell them to say stuff like, you excite me, Jesus, and I want to feel your love. I want to excite you too. And a lot more graphic stuff. Gross. <clears throat> so from there, you know, they were all doing that. So eventually, David started calling, you know, himself Moses David. And he started, this is so fucked up. He started uh, writing letters and creating basically self-made uh, comic books that were, I'm not kidding. He this sent is out a, these this news- is a very common thing too. Like <laughs> he sent out these, uh, these newsletters that were illustrated comics that were very graphic and the newsletters would go out and the pornographic comics would promote ideals and beliefs that he had. Like the Gabriel, the angel Gabriel having sex with Mary and, uh, then Jesus had sex with his own mother. Oh. Yeah. So now it's like his, it basically sounded like he, so he didn't really, you know, at some point, which tends to happen, he started not really meeting with people in person. And his main communication with his followers was through these letters and newsletters and comics. And his, his sexual perversions became more and more extreme. And he was more and more open with them. And obviously, the more dialed in his followers were, the more they were going along with it. Mm. So at some point, you know, they obviously started uh, promoting incest. But before, I'm not sure if it's before they got to that horrific point or after. One of the things that they used to do to get new members was they would send out the female members of this cult into their towns and have them basically prostitute for Jesus. It's literally the, what it was called. Oh, they were prostituting yeah. for Jesus. And they would go out, they would pick up these men and they would sleep with these men. They would then like try to convert them into joining the I cult. I remember which would, this. So this is called flirty yeah. fishing. Yes, flirty fishing, uh, which is, is prostituting. It, That's yeah, it. Were, right. Yeah. So at this point, all this stuff is happening and – they start, uh, and they had uh, bands, you know, they were very musically inclined because, again, hippies. Mm-hmm. And that's how some members of this cult actually got uh, involved with them, is that they were, you know, touring musicians, and it was the late 60s, and they were young, and then they started hanging out with, you know, this group, and they were playing in their bands, and then they kind of just became indoctrined into the entire movement. Um, so there are some members that had that experience. Um, but yeah, so now it's like you have all these young hippies and because everyone's having sex, you know, any group, and I've actually read this article and I know I'm bouncing around a little bit, but I read this article a couple months ago about how with cities, the way you can always tell a city is going to be, uh, prosperous and it's going to have like a strong future is by the number of young families, that live in a city Mm -hmm. because the future to any city or any um, society is children. And that's very much how Moses David now Mm -hmm. treated this was that he wanted them to have kids. So now they were having kids 
which unfortunately they started seeing and he started preaching and saying that kids were also sexual beings and it's okay for them to explore their sexual curiosity. And he was encouraging members to allow their kids to explore sex as freely as they wanted. Oh, that's terrible. Which then became that they were allowed to have sex with adults. Right. Of course. So now these pamphlets and comics and letters were getting more and more disturbing because they were flat out promoting pedophilia. Mm -hmm. He would encourage children over the age of 12 to have sex and have kids and be getting married. And he would, you know, in some of these pamphlets, he would celebrate child marriage and he would write that God created boys and girls able to have children by 12 because that's what they're supposed to be doing. He's promoting this. And around this point, we can assume maybe right before all this started happening was probably when, you know, since Jacques and Phoenix said his family, when stuff started getting really weird was when they bowed out. Um, so this might very well be around that time. Mm. So he also, alongside this, kept on believing in all these catastrophic disasters were going to happen um, because that seems to be another really big thing with cults is that. This whole end of the world thing. So now it's like not only are – it's such like an interesting form of – I don't know. I want to say like mind control or manipulation. Manipulation, manipulation for sure. Right, because it's like not only are you now getting these people to to commit horrific acts in the name of of whatever religious beliefs you have, but it's also this whole like, well, the world's going to end. So it gives permission to like let the rules throw the rules at the window. all these horrific things. And there's like a, a one thing. So, and there's also like a, <laughs> there's definitely like a certain strain of Christians that I have, like, I think it really appeals to them. Like the idea that there's this great big battle for good and evil and they're part of it or whatever. And, um, you know, like, I think it's, it's that like being like feeling like you're in the center of this story and you know, or matter and know something that other people right. don't. Yeah. This is exactly always, always. There's this false sense of like, you're the only, like, you're yeah. the chosen one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Always. So, uh, so he predicted, like, you know, some of his predictions were that uh, there's going to be a, a huge comet that was going to destroy the Earth in 1974. Eh, didn't and happen. <laughs> and because of that, a lot of his followers left the United States and started setting up colonies in other parts of the world. Because according to his prediction, the comet was going to hit the states first. Uh. So that was definitely going to be destroyed. So then now they started spreading out and they had a colony, like I said, in Mexico. And they also had a colony in um, in Europe. Like So they were starting to branch out and set up in other places. But the reality of that is there's probably some heat coming down legally. Like the sure. law enforcement, someone was probably catching on to him. And which was... The norm. That's what was happening, and especially in the late 60s after the Manson murders, where there was an extra eye on these commune livings and hippie communes. And, of course, any type of organized religion that chose to, you Mm -hmm. know, basically live in a commune as well. So the groups lived in the communes where basically everybody was still having sex. And they started condemning society. And government is evil. So they started to kind of self-govern and and kind of break themselves off and Mm. be off the grid, so to speak. So they did their own thing. But they still were using flirty fishing to recruit new members. 
So he came up with this name, and this is how twisted it is. He came up with a name. He took it from a quote from the Bible where Jesus is called a fisher of men. <gasps> so that was how he justified this behavior. Oh, my god! So gosh. women were sent out in the world to fish for new members, entice them for sex. Once they got someone to have sex with them, they would share information about the group and try to convince them to join. And by the late 70s, the cult had over 130 communes all over the world. So now not only are they all over the place, but now this type of behavior and solicitation and recruitment is happening worldwide. Wow. So the communes were made up of families. And they were so interbred that they were basically all like cousins or, or something. You just never knew. The huge, there was a lot of sexual abuse, obviously, like, that was going on. Some other other beliefs that uh, were a little extreme, to say the least, was that they believed that heaven, heaven was located either inside the moon or in a giant pyramid on a g- giant glass ball spaceship that was hurt. Okay. They either believed that heaven was located inside the moon <laughs> in a giant pyramid. So a giant pyramid on the moon. Okay. Or in the moon. <laughs> sorry. Or on a giant glass ball spaceship that was hurtling towards Earth. (laughs) Yeah. It's amazing to me how so many of these cults have these, like, fucking batshit science fiction. Yeah. Like, flat out. It's like, that's not even, like, a good science fiction movie. That's, like, budget (laughs) science fiction. B to C. Um, Yeah. (laughs) They also believed in an extensive list of good and bad spirits. Oh, I love that. Like So some of the spirits <laughs> included uh, a spirit named Hong Kong Gulag, oh. Gulagong, oh my a spirit that attacked missionaries, Oplexicon, a demon that opposed truth, and Erasmon, a demon that caused nerve pain. Those are their bad spirits. Some of their good spirits included love fairies that helped people have better sex <laughs> and Watchdog, the protector of children, which is a very ironic name because isn't Watchdog like yeah. an actual organization? Like now? oversight and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like I said, you know, uh, Rose McGowan and uh, Leaf and River Phoenix and their family all grew up um, in the cult. So their experiences were a little bit different, but supposedly both of their families got out when shit started getting, like, right before shit started getting crazy. All this was happening, and there was actually, I saw another documentary recently, I think this one was on Amazon, um, that Children of God, especially, has some of the highest suicide rates. Oh, yeah. Former members. I think I saw the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, one of the examples was Ricky Rodriguez, mm. who's Berg's adopted son, because he apparently, and this was a few years ago, posted a video on YouTube where he was loading his handgun and oh. he was saying that he was going to kill himself. Um, but he claimed in this video that he had been forced to do sexual experimentation with adults and he was forced to fondle his nanny and... Uh, he and he like was in the cult for a while and even as an adult and he even married another cult member they ended up leaving the cult together and then getting divorced so after his divorce was kind of like a huge emotional break for him and that's when all it opened the floodgates mm. so unfortunately a lot of these former cult members don't get the therapy and the resources they need because they're 
they're dealing with serious PTSD. Most of them have experienced some form of abuse, which is either psychological, physical, or sexual abuse, um, or all the above. According to uh, according to Wikipedia, by the way, Ricky Rodriguez he actually killed. It was a murder, murder, suicide. Yeah, he killed one of the women who raised and allegedly sexually abused him, and then himself. Yeah. Ugh, so terrible. Right, and um, shortly after that event happened, that was when the Family International started to allegedly change their. their wording mm. and their views, especially when it comes to sex. But right around, I would say right maybe before, a little before this, definitely in the 90s was when they rebranded mm. to the Family International mm-hmm. or to the Family of Love and then the Family. Um, and that was when, um, so the current leader of the family is Ricky's mother. Mm. So, which is even more fucking disturbing. Yeah. Uh, so Karen Zerby is his mother and uh, Berg was his stepfather. Like she, she was one of Berg's oh, wives. Oh, I see. Yeah. So now supposedly they publicly claim that that they are just Christian missionaries and they have a podcast. They have a .org website. Um, you know, they don't say anything about their spirits that they believe in. They say that they spread God's love. They care for children, whatever. But supposedly, one, they still do uh, keep like, you know, because even David Berg, I, th- I believe he started reneging on the group sex and the sex with kids mm. publicly, but supposedly was still doing on it the DL privately. pushing it. Yeah. And there was still like some like internal documents that were pushing these same beliefs. And uh, apparently they also, according to a form- former member that did an, a Reddit AMA, she claimed that the family had like a point system. One fuck up equaled silence, restriction. Two fuck ups were partial excommunication. Three fucks up, three fuck ups you were completely excommunicated. Mm. So she broke three rules. And this was at 13 years old. She was excommunicated. Uh, one, she snuck out of the house. Two, she talked to non-members. And then she got high. <laughs> A.K.A. got high. She ate a bunch of aspirin. Oh, man. Um, so, oh. And she watched, she watched a movie she wasn't allowed to watch. And her mom was out of town. And her com- commune wasn't in the States. She got excommunicated without her mother even having a chance to say anything about it and got sent to live with her partially excommunicated father. Um, I know that also in the documentary that I watched, one of the girls in the doc that uh, talks about Ricky's suicide and there was other people that had committed suicide. One of them was David's granddaughter. And she was, you know, they show video of like this very pretty, you know, blonde a uh, little girl that would sing and was happy. And apparently David started sexually abusing her. Mm. Um, the girl that was in the video at, I think, 12 was sent off to marry David. Ugh. Like Her parents didn't know this. Her parents thought she was being sent to this, this location that's like, oh, you're a chosen one. So even within their communes, certain 
campuses were considered like, oh, that's where all the best people go, which is something that I've heard of in other cults as well. I know that there's a a Mormon cult that I saw a documentary on that did a very similar thing. Mm -hmm. So you would think that like, oh, you're so good. You're being sent here. And it turns out she's being sent there to marry this like 70 year old man and become one of his brides. And she was 12. And then she like had to have sex with him. And David's granddaughter, you know, when she left the cult, she actually had done some interviews and did some press before she ended up uh, dying. And uh, she was very outspoken against, you know, the fact that her grandfather was a pedophile, was sexually assaulting and abusing people. Yeah, she was very outspoken about it. So apparently they also had sex schedules. And uh, these schedules are posted to the board. There were people filming women and young girls dancing the nude, which they did that to send to David Burke. And that was also part of the grooming. And and they don't show, obviously, these full videos with the kids, but they show, like, the beginning of it before it gets to the point where the kids are naked, where these are home videos. And he, they would take these videos and they would send them to him because that's what he wanted to see. So and he was very specific about what he wanted to see. So sick and sad, especially to think that if this was happening now... I think that yeah. like the the authorities' ability to like bust child porn rings is so much more robust now. They're so much better yeah. at it. But like videotapes, you know, I mean, like the technology itself sort of right. makes it enables you know probably him to get away with this for years and years and years. Yeah. So um, the women w- would walk around in panties. There would be children's comic books and, and other reading material that openly talked about and portrayed sex. Women women engaged in flirty fishing until the late 80s. So this was like really only 30 years ago that mm-hmm. that, that portion stopped. Wow. And since they were Christians, they didn't believe in birth control. So there were a lot of babies that were born into this movement, which is part of the reason why it managed to be such a large group. Right. And a lot of herpes, because a lot of people were just having sex. There were, you know, cult publications. Uh, One member wrote on Reddit that uh, he was about seven when he picked up a book, a cult publication, detailing how to have sex with with women. And it was called Revolutionary Lovemaking. And it had detailed pictures explaining to kids where to put what. Ew. Yeah. Um, so the Family International, uh, their, their membership's not what it was, but they still exist and they're still, they still distribute literature and spread the word about their group to try to convert people. I mean, how amazing is that? Just like to think of the nerve, the sheer nerve to continue like your, I mean, although I guess the Catholic Church, um, you know, continues (laughs) despite its own controversies, um, with pedophilia, but you know, and having its own like sort of action plan. Well, that's, di- I mean, it is, di- it is different. Awful. Yeah. It's just, it's different because that's a whole, but it is, in, oh, it is an God, interest. That's, that's like a whole like month. Oh, of episodes sure. Right there. Yeah, sure. It's, I mean, it, <laughs> like, it's a, I mean, we should you know, definitely I mean, it's do, an, have that. It, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question. Like what, you know, I mean, what is it that allows the belief to be so strong that despite like things that, I mean, you would like to think most people think it's wrong to prey on and sexualize children, <laughs> even back then, um, you know, that they would continue in. I mean, it's good that some people got out, but it's just crazy that they're still able to go out and recruit people with this history. 
So apparently also one of the original members of uh, Fleetwood Mac quit the band before they got big to go join this cult. That's a that was a that was a bad call. That was a bad decision. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. And if you go on Reddit, there's a bunch of people that are former members that uh that posted to Reddit. And and David Berg, you know, he died in 94. So even though the children of God ceased to exist as children of God in 78 and became the family. Mm-hmm. It's still a lot of, you know, again, like we said, like the flirty fishing didn't stop until the late eighties and, you know, Berg led that movement or that cult up until his death, I believe. And then um, his, one of his wives is now the leader of it. There's so much to unpack here because, you know, again, like they because they did take themselves off the grid and because a lot of this did happen at a time when, you know, you didn't have the access to information right. that we do now. But the fact that they still exist is what is insane yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. No, agreed. Like, I don't understand how. I don't understand how. How do they still how do they still exist and how. And how yeah, is and, and, how have, and how have none of them ever faced any legal charges? Like that's what I was gonna say. Like, how is David Berg never brought up on legal charges? I mean, as far as I know, he wasn't. I mean, there are. I mean, I just saw a picture of him, like where he is holding like an, a woman who's obviously much younger than him. It's difficult to say if she's a teenager, and he basically has yeah. his hand on her boob in the photo. <laughs> like, what a creep. And, If you look around on Reddit, so if you do like a Reddit Google search for like Reddit Mm -hmm. children of God, and not that I, listen, I would never tell anybody to go on Reddit because Reddit's a cesspool, but that's a whole other conversation for another time. Um, Apparently there is a conspiracy theory that exists between uh, the children of God and River Phoenix's death. Oh, really? Yes. So someone wrote a book. Uh, This came out in maybe like five or six years ago. And uh, it's called Last Night at the Viper Room. And Gavin Edwards wrote in this book, I guess he was, I don't know why he wrote this, but uh, so apparently... Jockwin doesn't have any didn't have any bad memories of the cult, but apparently in an interview when River Phoenix was still alive, he had told Details magazine that when he was four, he first had sex with another kid. And then he was completely celibate from 10 to 14. So from four to 10 and that the family left the cult. So I don't know if this was. Jacqueline or if this was River that gave this interview. Yeah, because they joined when he was a toddler. Wow. And they lived in Venezuela on a, on a Children of God commune. Right. And remember, he did that movie. What, what's the movie that was sort of loosely based on, um, right, with Harrison Ford? Um, oh, I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. So I was just looking, and there's an article in 2007. I don't know if this is still true. Um, but so apparently Zerby, even though she was the leader 
uh, Snell mm-hmm. of the Family International, um, ref- the, for at least for during this period, refused or is unable to report her whereabouts. And there's like a quote from ABC News from their spokesperson. And uh, and they're like, why do you think Karen Zerby is nowhere to be found? And they're like, we don't look on it as nowhere to be found. She's very present in her writings. Um, and basically, like, they were just like, we don't know where she is. And her son just committed suicide. Why don't we know where she is? That's her policy. And that's all I can tell you. So this woman is like, who knows where she is? The Mosquito Coast. Is it the Mosquito Coast? Is that the movie? No, I can't remember. I know the movie that you're talking about. Obviously, we have to go to IMDb. I know. Yeah, I remember he's in a movie. It is the Mosquito but why Coast. Why did I think? Is that what it is? Yes. And River Phoenix is in it. River Phoenix is right. in it. I thought, why did I? I'm confusing this with a movie where... His parents are like Russian spies. Okay, so it's not actually, it's not necessarily inspired. I think why I link the two in my mind is because it is about a family that move to the jungle to have like a, like some sort of simpler, like utopian kind of existence, but it becomes a dystopia. And I believe when the press for this movie came out, like it was discussed that River Phoenix had grown up in this cult. Um, I was confusing it with Little Nikita, which is so not the same. <laughs> I love movie that at all. movie. I love that movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, this came out in like 1986. Um, so like, I must, you know, my kid brain like clearly drew a connection between the two, and there is kind of, I guess, a thematic connection. But that is interesting. Like, what must that have been like for him? I mean, you know, he was still pretty young when he was in this movie. I mean, yeah, he was young when he died. Yeah, so sad. So sad. But now he, you know what? And now it's like, but I'm also confusing it with running on empty. <laughs> oh yeah, for yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah. right? He's in three movies where like he's part of this like yeah, his family's not what it seems. Right. I just remember that's that interesting. In high school, which I'm fine if this turns into a River Phoenix fan <laughs> episode. Um, in high school, he was in my own private Idaho with oh yeah, Keanu I love Reeves, that movie, who um, I fucking oh, loved yeah. like so much. Um, because and my best friend in high school loved River Phoenix and I loved Keanu Reeves, <laughs> so we went to see this movie, which doesn't really make sense because it's a fucking Gus Van Sant movie. <laughs> so it's like a little weird. Oh, that was um, a good era of G- Gus Van Sant movies, like um, yeah, like there was Drugstore Cowboy. I remember I love Drugstore yeah. Cowboy. <gasps> I love that movie so much. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, but um. I never realized that he was in the Chili Peppers video for Breaking the Girl. Oh, me either. But yeah, he was super, I mean, he was 23 when he died. And his brother saw him die. Oh, God. That's awful. And that's like a thing, like, he'll, like, Jacqueline Phoenix will never talk about it, obviously. Because, but it's like, how do you carry that around? His brother was like, I think, 16 when he died. His brother was really young. So I think it was right before or right after he was in Parenthood with River Phoenix. I mean, with, with Keanu Reeves. Wow. So this is a very depressing story. I mean, it's just there's so many levels of darkness. Like, 
I mean, again, I'm always I'm fascinated by the, you know, kind of megalomaniacs at the top who are running things, but also by the people that enable. I mean, obviously, there was a lot of I mean, you know, you don't you don't get away with things like this. Just one guy, you know, obviously there are people helping like sort of with the manipulation and coaching and for what? I mean, look at the pictures of this dude. (laughs) Like. He looks like a, like a, uh, like some kind of dark side Santa Claus. And, um, Rip Van Winkle character. So here, okay, so Jeremy, here are the notable members that were in, um, the cult. Jeremy Spencer, blues slide guitarist and was a founding member of Fleetwood Mac, which he left in 1971 to join the Family International. Uh, Christopher Owens, who is, a musician and some indie band girls was brought up in tfi by his parents apparently the there are which is actually very interesting celeste jones and christina jones are authors and they wrote not without my sister which is an autobiography detailing the extensive abuse they suffered and suffered in children of god which is a book that's extensively used by rain as a reference for child sexual abuse victims Mm. Um, Rose McGowan, uh, which we already said, River Phoenix and his siblings. Yeah, so it was Phoenix, it was River that told details in 1991 that they, he, he, because he's obviously was the older one, he had much more of a memory Mm. about that group and the abuse. So I think that that book that we meant that I just mentioned about, you know, last night mm-hmm. at the Viper Room, I think it probably and I'm assuming this, it probably draws some type of connection between uh Phoenix's drug problem because he had a heroin mm-hmm. problem and I it probably draws a, a connection. I mean, between it makes his sense. drug use yeah. and what he experienced as a kid being part of that cult. Uh I don't know who the rest of these people are. I follow one of them on Twitter. Who? Lauren Ho. Or Huff. I don't know how to say it, Lauren. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not the person who, the, our original name that I wanted for our podcast. No, no, Someone it's not. That, <laughs> it's not her. I was like, oh my God, what was that woman's name? Because like, we did a, we originally, like a we originally were going to have a different name. And, uh, and sh- someone Cher else had used it to do them. one episode <laughs> for our podcast. And they, said and they no. haven't done anything <laughs> since. They have not used the name in over three years. And I asked her nicely if we could use it. And she's like, no. <laughs> Whatever, because no one's listening. Well, we came shows. up with a different name. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, it looks like she may have written a book about it. Hang on, which I should totally read. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm on the fence about reading a book about a cult. Because I feel like, and maybe this is just me, I feel like sometimes when I read stuff, I feel like it, it sits with me in such a different way because it's like the way I'm taking it in. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's it's going to affect me so much more. Oh, I agree. Reading well, you it get, and absorbing. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you absorb it more. I'm just like, I don't know. It's just like the my preferred method of taking in information. Like, I can't stop it. The sh- Same. The I prefer to read. Yeah, the I sh- totally prefer to read. The ship. But- it looks like there's an essay on The Guardian that originally ran in Granta that's about this. Um, about this. She uh, 
was born in West Berlin and brought up in the family. Uh, she's 39. I think, I think I might have seen, I think she might have been in one of the documentaries. Probably. There was a few documents. I watched like too many. Doc- I had to like take a break. I had to stop watching him because I started getting. Oh, like, sure. I mean, it's so out. dark. I mean, I mean, you know, there's I mean, obviously it's dark when terrible things happen to adults, too. But yeah, it's, it's not, there's just but it's the kids. The kids it's like, I can't believe poor kids um, and adults. It's just, just kind I of can't, letting it exactly. happen. That's what I don't understand. And I really, and listen, like if, if someone is listening and like you had some type of tie to this cult, as always, feel free to email us. Um, but I don't understand how anything can have such a hold over you that you put your kids in a situation like that. Mm-hmm. And then I don't understand, like, when you get out of it, I don't understand. Like, I like I understand how the suicide rate's so high. Yeah. Because even, like, if you're an adult and you g- come out of it. So um, she. How do you con- how do you move forward? So she, it's like, she has an interesting interview. This is good. We'll have to put a link to this on the Patreon. But she says her parents were 19 when they joined. Um, and so she can't so really hold it themselves. against them. Right. Because right. she's like, I was an idiot at 19, too. Um, yeah. And she says that they've had a lot of therapy. She's had a lot of therapy and she's had and most of it wasn't very helpful that she had therapists cry and hug her. And it was really strange because she doesn't know what to do with it. So she still has nightmares. She can't deal with crowds. She always just kind of feels separate from everyone. Um so she just That's hid awesome. in books, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, books were sort of her way out. So, yeah, we'll put a link you, to this piece on there. This looks really good. I know I'm jumping, but apparently some of their spirit helpers um, <laughs> were not just made up names. Oh, no. But they also used, um, they considered some of their angels or spirit helper, helpers actual celebrities like <laughs> Elvis. Marilyn Monroe. No. Richard Nixon. Richard Winston Nixon. Churchill. Richard Nixon. Like, Hepper, yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is Nixon helping you with? And for that matter, what is Elvis helping you with? <laughs> I don't know, man. Wow. Apparently, some of their other spirit helpers, uh, the goddess Aphrodite. How dare you? Um, the snowman. Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, the Sphinx. The Sphinx. This is quite. I am sorry. I need to know so much more about these spirit helpers now. I have to because I have to find the most ridiculous, borderline silly thing, and make that my focus. Because I if I think about all the other stuff it's that they've so done, awful. it's so. And that's why I don't even want to get um, too deep into the details. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's so fucked up that like. Even with all this dude's uh, sexual fucking perversions, you know, he would tell male members when they masturbate to picture themselves as women so that they don't have a homosexual relationship with Jesus. What? So you're saying that, you know, fucking kids is okay. But how dare you be in a same sex relationship? Like, that's just, I can't. How was this guy not hit by lightning? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, how did he manage to like die of old age? Yeah, he died in Portugal, nineteen ninety four. He never. 
these sound terrible, the things that she he says never, that they did. Never, ever, ever. But, like, I don't understand this. No one ever brought charges against him. So she says in this piece, in this essay, um, that part of their, like, punishments, they would have these sort of arbitrary punishments that would be given to the kids, and they would wear have to wear signs around their necks made of cardboard or plywood that said, like, silence restriction, I need to count yeah. my blessings, please remind me to smile. The last was being worn by an eight-year-old whose desire to smile remained unchanged. She writes, Memorizing chapters of the Bible... Uh, paperclip daisy chain wrapped around your head and then hooked to each cheek to force a smile, running laps around a driveway, pointless manual labor, isolation, public beatings, and bread and water diets. They could go on for days or months. But, you know, I'm also, though, I would just say, like, to say, like, how much admiration I have for the Mm -hmm. strength that it takes people who have something like this inflicted on them as a kid who have no control over it and then like manage to like get out of it and like, you know, deal with what is probably a struggle every day. Like that's not something that you get over, right? Like just the admiration that I have for people that live with that kind of trauma um, and, you know, put their stories out in the world, which is a brave thing. I mean, I'm sure when you leave, there's probably a dual impulse or different between people of never wanting to talk about it again and like desperately needing to talk about it so that you can try and prevent it from happening to other people. I I just still can't believe that like no one ever. I know that they never went down for legal charges against him. That's why I don't understand. You have to wonder too. Like, I mean, it just, it just seems so, I mean, based on what we know about this time, right. Which like, you know, and, and the fact that this stretched over like the satanic panic and you think about the fact that there were people who literally were just being prosecuted uh, because they were gay and worked at daycare centers or people of color who worked at daycare centers. And then you have this guy preaching this stuff. And somehow, like if people did go to the authorities, nobody followed up on it. Um, you know, I mean, it just is. It's very um it's very interesting. Like I wonder if the, them being perceived as a Christian missionary sex gave them sect, not sex, sect gave them I mean, some of the, you know, gave them some protection or something because I just oh I don't God, understand there's David, it. There's a davidberg.org website. Oh dear. He's also remembered for his controversial views as expressed in some of the nearly 3000 quote-unquote letters that he authored over nearly 3 decades. I'm very but like that's that's all they say about like I'm so con- I'm Bird's so theological writings on sexuality resulted in controversy controversy and notoriety for him and the movement in the late 1970s. He retracted his more radical theological speculations regarding sexuality in the late 80s, and these writings were officially renounced and removed from circulation. D- <laughs> How does the process? I mean, think about the fact that Keith Rainier and Allison Mack are be part of what they're being, right? Is sex trafficking? Like, I mean, how is this? I mean, how is the prostitution not a problem? Like legally? Wait, but here's the even crazier thing: is that then there's a link that says more on David Berg mm-hmm. on that site, and it clicks out to an into- a separate. It's a Family International wiki, so it's like a fake wiki page that they made oh my god so that you don't click on the wikipedia page and, that shows 
oh, all like his kids man. coming and saying like all the shit that he did and that he was an anti-Semite. Oh my God. That's disgusting. Wow. This is a Sorry. dark one. Well, you know, it was my next one, one. My next one will be Anton LaVey, which will have a lot less darkness and mostly just hilarious things that he did. <laughs> and then I'll be done with Satan for a while. Satan. I'll be done with Satan for a while. <laughs> We have to at least talk about the salad dressing test. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, that one should be a fun episode because, I mean, there is some dark stuff. Like, he apparently was a dick. Like, and and de- there's some domestic abuse charges and things like that. But overall, comparatively, yeah. in the cult world, like, in what we talk about is practically lighthearted. <laughs> Which is, you know, sad but true. I mean, this is just, ugh. Like, I mean, it's just like, it's just hard to wrap your head around how long this lasted. Has lasted. And that it still exists. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I just don't get it. Sorry to be a bummer. No, no. I mean, it's fascinating. (laughs) I mean, and I'm so intrigued by this person the current leader being basically like MIA. Like, what was her name? Yeah. Susan? Uh, Karen Zerby. And apparently she's married, too. Oh, really? Yeah, she's married. She has a website. She does? She has a a website? Of course she does. Oh, my God. The ego. The ego. Her, that to me, what's her, her current website? Husband is Karen her, her current husband is the co-administrative and spiritual director. Widespread use of prophecy was introduced in 1996, both for revelatory and private use of members. WTF. This woman allowed her ex-husband to molest children. Yep. How, including her own kid, right? Who ended up killing himself as an adult because of it? How has she not been brought up on charges because she's MIA? Dude, if they can find Bin Laden, they can find this bitch. Oh, she apparently also goes by the name Maria. Mm, I bet she does. Children and parenting start early. Well, yep. All right. Now that I'm bummed out. <laughs> I know. Now that we're all bummed out. Um, I know. This is this was not a funny a, episode, Hug a guys. friend. Hug a friend. Like, hug someone. Hug a dog. Hug a dog, man. I'm going to hug my dog who's sleeping with her hole in her side. I'm going to go. No, what I'm going to do is go present a bill and a nasty note to our neighbors three doors down. It'll be very cathartic. Oh, my God, do it. Do it and update me. I want to. I want you to send me a picture of a text of you doing like <laughs> a text of a picture I mean, of you doing that. The problem is you got to be careful with these rednecks, though, because like you know, I know too much moonshine. <laughs> exactly and meth. I've seen Justified. I know what your people are like over there. <laughs> Nothing the Dixie like Mafia. Justified, which is <laughs> obviously filmed in like California. Like it's like we don't have palm trees here. We don't have. There weren't palm there trees in Justified. Oh, there are. Sometimes there are. are there? Like you can um, see them in the in the. I'm background. too busy staring at Timothy Oliphant. Oh well, he is a very handsome man. But yeah, no, the 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 setting is is kind of hilarious if you're from here (laughs) like it's like oh sure (laughs) whatever (laughs) no 
Well, on that note, uh, on that note, you can uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to uh, further bum us out about Children of God slash Family International, you can hit us up on social at Cult Faves on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can email us at cultfavespodcast at gmail.com or drop us a line at cultfavespodcast.com. And you can always support us on our Patreon, which is cultfaves. <laughs> so until then, we will see you slash talk to you guys next week. And we will be much chippier That's right. and happier. That's right. Because Satan <laughs> makes us joyful. Satan apparently. makes us happy. <laughs> <laughs> bye. All right, bye. <laughs>